magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about using magic and energy work as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience. Hello, 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 everybody. Hello, welcome to Magic Monday. Yes. <clears throat> once again. Once again, we hope. Welcome back. And if you're new, welcome. Right? So yeah. this is where we talk about the cards we picked last week, maybe touch on the energy report of like, how did that play out for us this week? Right. So what so cards last did we pick? Week, last week we drew, you drew um, against the grain from the Sacred Rebels Oracle. Uh-huh. And I drew Lilac, meant. which is tuned into your intuition from Magic of uh, Flowers Oracle. Yeah. What was against the grain about? Do you remember? Well, I remember that we did really associate it with the Aquarius New Moon uh-huh. and the Year of the Water Tiger. Like it felt like that kind of Aquarius energy, go your own way, do your own thing. Sort yeah. Of. Mm, okay. Well, how about you? Well, yeah, I definitely felt really tuned into my intuition. I felt like during December and January, I was kind of like, I don't know, you sometimes feel just sort of disconnected from your magic. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember feeling magical. (laughs) I remember that it was a thing, but... It's like feels inaccessible. That's kind of how I was feeling. Yeah. And it does feel, I would say since Uranus went direct, which I think was on the 18th of January, Mm -hmm. it's been coming back. And so I've been feeling pretty excited and tuned in and magical again. Yeah, that's good. So you've been hearing your intuition. Hearing my intuition. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, for me, that those cards really were right. And also with the energy report, um, if you'll remember, there's been a lot of this, this like very dynamic, light, lightning storm-esque energy coming in through like with ideas and new ways of looking at things. And then last week was toward the heart of like opening up to what you really want, like what is in the way of what, how do you want to be in the world, that kind of thing. Right. And what about, have you been feeling all this earth energy? Like I'm just like all of this earthy. Sometimes I feel that more than others. I mean, I, I really value being grounded and being in my body, which is why I think I'm addicted to exercise Mm because it just like helps me feel that Mm -hmm. physical connection. Yeah. But lately, I think it is connected to that lightning energy, Mm -hmm. but it's like anchoring into the earth. I feel my body just really pulsating with Mm -hmm. earth energy lately. To me, that really confirms what I was seeing with the heart stuff coming through last week because it, like I said last week, that it's different for everybody. So it'll awaken whatever your most heart consciousness is what you feel most connected to like how you're supposed to be in the world all of that's going to start to get illuminated more and more so to me that makes sense that you're feeling it earthwise yeah because that is does seem like a kind of a key aspect of my energy yeah yeah because no I have not felt that Um, but I have gotten a lot of like whoa breakthrough interesting 
just way like for me the heart stuff was about okay I'm expanding into the world and like how do I want to show up in the world more and what came through for me was a lot of awareness and healing around how far I've come dealing with narcissistic energy and like you know that was so dominant in my life growing up which was create which would I would allow to um, make me small and feel small so it was interesting actually I saw some patriarchal old stuff where I was like little my little inner child was like being a good girl to her to her dad like she just wanted my dad to love so she knew exactly what to do to be a good little girl you know um but it was actually she didn't really feel safe at all so anyway I was healing a lot of that stuff that felt good to have that awareness because I didn't even know that was there yeah um and then I had an event with a narcissist um <laughs> and <laughs> narcissist event yeah and it was interesting because a couple people around me also had that happen and the big takeaway which I'll probably write about on Instagram soon is that when people um are like especially we'll just say that we have that that has that narcissistic energy um or okay what I also want to say is I notice that when people are in that narcissistic energy it's really their inner child oftentimes a tantruming inner child is very dominant and Mm. I realized that my mom had such a tantruming inner child like Mm. she like nobody was paying attention to her nobody made her feel special nobody you know and so like little kids are narcissists you know oh right they're very self-centered yeah and so when that part of you is really dominating you're going to display that yeah and some people who have lived in that energy for a long time have learned how to manipulate other people to um, kind of, not kind of, but to uh, bow down to that energy. Like, you have to take care. It's basically like, why aren't you taking care of my inner child? This, mm-hmm. But it really looks like... Mm, you're wrong. Everybody else is wrong and I'm right and you're stupid, (laughs) you know, but they'll also say maybe smart things to make you question yourself and be like, well, wait, she's saying this. So maybe I'm wrong, like making Mm -hmm. you doubt your intuition. So the big takeaway that I realized is that all of that is a smoke screen. All when you get, when you start to go toe to toe, when somebody's in their tantruming inner child, which I feel is a narcissistic energy, then you're just going to all get lost in that. You're probably going to feel bad about yourself if you're not the narcissist one. You're like, you know, it's like you'll start doubting yourself, getting in that kind of minutia of like, who's right? Who's wrong? Oh, uh, how do Mm -hmm. I, you know, maybe I am wrong. Maybe. uh." And the answer is to rise above it and to instead be with yourself and say, okay, what do I need right now? What's the bigger picture here? How can I, you know, give myself what I need so then I can, you know, draw a boundary or do whatever I have to do to take care of myself? Yeah. But it was good for me because I didn't even, I was like a little, I was put off 
for like an hour or so where I was like, what the heck is happening? But it didn't stay with me and I am not caught up in like, okay, I know I handle, oh, this is another thing that happens when you grow up with narcissists. It's like, okay, I have to handle this perfectly right and have every point completely correct. And I have to have done this in a very um, nice way. Quote unquote, and like make sure I I made no mistakes in my communication. Otherwise, it's like they could be right. Then I really am terrible, you know. Oh man, I can feel like while you're talking about this, I can feel (laughs) how traumatized, how how like part of me wants to tune out because it's Mm, so yeah, it's so triggering to think of. Because like, oh no 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 no, don't be sorry at Mm -hmm. all. That's I mean. It's an important thing to talk about because and to think about because I was thinking about like, I mean, all of that stuff you just said was my mom, totally yeah. my mom, very much how I felt growing up. And then, um, but I was thinking, oh, I haven't really, I've been lucky enough not to have to run into a narcissist. And then I was like, no, I, I had like, a family member of Ted's that mm. stayed with us, remember? And mm-hmm. it, like, and I did, I, everything you were saying, like I did yeah. get into a energy with her that I was beating myself up over. Like, shouldn't right. I know not to do right. that? Right, exactly. It's just like so sticky. Yeah, it can, it can get, get sticky. As soon as, if you contribute to it, once you tip your, it's like quicksand. Once you get your toe in it, it's like, you could really go into that whole, he said, she said, who's wrong, who's wrong. That, but that's why it's like so important to just take a breath take your time make sure you're coming from your adult self like then you step out of blame for everybody it's so good that we have language about this now i think it's so interesting how when people like there's so many people talking about narcissists Mm -hmm. on instagram for example and people love it and Mm -hmm. it's because it's so helpful and validating because it's so I mean, it overtakes you the yes. way these people draw you into their world and like, try to get energy from you, try to get certain reactions from you. It's just, it's really, but, but, but it's it so great that we can talk about yeah. it. Yeah. And I also want to say like, <laughs> it's funny because I have had some narcissistic clients and I have a lot of compassion for them when they're in front of me because, I mean, I have compassion for all my clients, but it's like, we all, it's a scale for sure. Like mm-hmm. we are all mm-hmm. have narcissistic tendencies. It's not just yeah. like those people. It's just like, that's why it's good to notice and also good to, to once you're in your loving adult, you can get to a place where you are having compassion for them. But then was when you have that side come out, you'll be compassionate towards yourself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that does happen too. Like sometimes I notice. Oh, weird. Why am I? <laughs> I think I've talked about like sometimes I'll notice I'm doing this suffering in silence thing yeah. to Ted or other people like, oh, no, yeah. it's OK. Yeah. Oh, I won't even say anything. <laughs> I'll just quietly sit here and maybe you'll notice that I'm suffering. And I'm like, oh, why no. am I doing that? Like because of my female, uh, you know, role model growing up. And yeah. yeah, to have to to have compassion and, and even humor about it yeah. is healthy. Yeah. there. Oh, God, I know that feeling so well, like. Maybe somebody will no- notice. It's because when your feelings are invalidated for so long, it's like, I wonder if that's part of it. If it takes someone like being like, oh, I see you. I see you. Oh. And like also, I was wrong not to see you. 
you know, like, well, yeah, in that it is. Well, it's when I notice that I'm doing that, that like, oh, it's okay. No, well, maybe he'll notice I'm suffering if I'm just like, yeah, then and then I'm like, I realize that I'm taking some kind of pleasure in it. Yes. I'm like what? This is. Yes. What, why am I doing this? This makes no sense. So well, that's what I'm saying. That pleasure, <laughs> I think, is coming from like having somebody take responsibility for your stuff in a big way like like because if you weren't seen growing up so much then it feels yeah I know what you're saying I I know that feeling so well yeah it's funny (sighs) to notice it and go yeah no No. I don't want to this isn't I hope this isn't really me and I don't want to keep doing this (laughs) well it is a part of you that's like really thinks they have to you know what it is like thinks you have to manipulate in order to get love yeah. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, see, it's so good to like understand these things. But yeah, I don't want to demonize. It's a tricky thing, you know, because I don't want to demonize narcissists, especially like people who really are full scale into it. But when you are full scale into it, you do get into gaslighting and manipulating. And that's yeah. where it's like, no, 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 no. It does have to be claimed that that's right. not okay and that that's happening. But right, yeah, but narcissists are incredibly wounded. My mom was yes. incredibly wounded. Her dad, who was also a narcissist, was incredibly wounded. So, yeah, they definitely are also worthy of compassion. Yeah. Um, Okie dokie. Well, now what I guess, oh, we want to talk about that next week. We are going to be doing our question show where we take your questions. And as a theme, we're going to be talking about relationships and love. And you can, that's kind of a broad net. So anything along that with yourself, with others, bring those questions in. Yeah. Magic with feng shui about relationships. Yeah. I don't know. Energy healing. Oh, you mean like how do you use it and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So you can call us at 828-333-7181-828-333-7181-828-333-7181-828-333-7181-828-333-7181-828-333-7181-828-333-7181-828-333-7181-828-333-7181-828-333-7181-828-333-7181-828-333-7181-828-888-888-888-888-888-888-888-
That's weird you said that. I literally today (laughs) had that thought. Because, oh, wow, that's interesting. Because I was almost like we're psychic. (laughs) Because I was listening to some other podcast where the person was like um, talking about how they just learned that everybody's kind of psychic. And they were, and I was thinking, oh, gosh, people make it out to be, yeah, like this really hard thing. And maybe they just need to understand how it's so much more simple than that right psychic meaning i mean but not telling the future like this person's gonna die in two weeks oh, that yeah, kind, no, not, not that. like intuitive that. yeah intuitive yeah. yeah okay you know if you want that tell us we probably are gonna do it anyway but yeah i think we're gonna do that but we'll, we'll talk more we're not committing us. yet yeah um, okay, and in other news, before we go to our interview with Laurel Woodward, um, we would like to say that, well, I would like to say that my now I know that my inner child class is going to be actually, the I believe, the second week of April, like April 7th or something like that. So if you want to get on the wait list now, you can find out about an early bird Disky discount and uh, other fun <laughs> stuff. I am going to be sending out like a little mini workbook, things like that, if you're on the list. So go to highestlighthealing.com and just click on the button at the top. And I would like to mention that I have, um, I am offering Akashic Clearings and Feng Shui once again. Mm. So if you'd like to schedule, Akashic Clearings are really interesting. It's a process of, um, I, I look for, I use my pendulum and charts and I look for three patterns or programs. I tune into your field using your name and birthday. Mm. And then I find three patterns or programs from this life or a past life and we talk about them and then we clear each of them so nice. it's super fascinating and it's really useful and helpful so if you want to check that out and schedule go to tesswhitehurst.com and then click on akashic clearing it's one of the three big options at the top yeah it's very exciting news yep and also feng shui consultations on zoom i am also offering those so oh yeah um, that's super fun too yeah Okay, so do you have our guest's bio? Oh, yes. Okay, so Laurel Woodward is a writer, gardener, and cook living a magical life in the Pacific Northwest. She's the author of Kitchen Witchery, Unlocking the Magic in Everyday Ingredients. Laurel has been following a solitary, nature-centric practice for more than 20 years. Laurel Woodward, welcome to Magic Monday. Why, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. So we love your book. Your book, tell everyone the name of your book. Kitchen Witchery, Unlocking the Magic in Everyday Ingredients. And this is, you guys, this is a great book on kitchen witchery. If you want to start learning about it and another way to learn about it is right now, because we're going to ask Laurel, what is kitchen witchery? Kitchen witchery is uh, applying intention and uh, conscious the uh, to consciously create um, a a meal or a food item mm-hmm. as you pour your energy into it um, to make it a more than just a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, you can. Uh, in the in the old days, it was an art of more of a, a sweet thing, 
um, mm. you would uh, create something to uh, change somebody's um, point of view towards you, sweeten them towards you. Um, and usually those were spells done with honey or sugar or um, even like cakes and pies that you mm -hmm. presented to someone. And while you're making it, are you putting that intention into it? Oh, yes. You, you begin with an intention and then you can tell each ingredient as you gather it, what you want it to do as you put it in. Um, you can uh, talk to it, speak to it or sing to it um, as you're mixing and measuring and focusing your intention on the craft. Oh, I love that. Last week, we actually had a question about can singing um, change the energy or can you use singing? um, in that way. And I love that yeah. you are saying that about food. I yeah. think singing is a wonderful tool to move energy, um, to, to get your concentration and thoughts and focus to what you're doing. Mm. It's a good yeah. anchor. And it moves energy around and there's yeah. a certain vibration. I feel like it also can kind of get all the little cells and molecules into harmony with each other and with your intention. Yes. Mm -hmm. so, so, and your oh, book is, um, it's mostly recipes. Well, and it's also a lot. I, I love how many ingredients you have the magical properties of. It's like a great, I mean, all kinds of grains and lentils and peas and legumes, yeah. nuts. I mean, it's like fruits, vegetables, all kinds of magical properties of stuff, which it, I really yeah. like. It started as a magical compendium. Um, it was just a list of ingredient history, lore, and what you could do with it. Um, and then as I was working with uh, Heather at Llewellyn, uh, we, we made this book together. Hmm. Um, it was very different when I gave it to her. It was more of a compendium and a wheel of a year. Wow. I like how there's so many, I mean, like you said, you go in, Tess said, you go into all the different food groups and then it's like, there's so many recipes for that you can make magically. That look delicious and unique. Like yeah. I really want to try the chocolate zucchini loaf, for example. I love <laughs> zucchini loaf, but I have never heard of chocolate zucchini loaf and it oh, sounds really? delicious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you have to touch it. Well, I've made you know all about it. Well, I, yeah, I make zucchini brownies, chocolate mm. zucchini brownies are Yum. so moist. Oh, they, are, they are so moist. That recipe came about because I'm a gardener and during, huh. during uh, summer, I have such an incredible surplus of zucchini that oh, my family gets nice. really tired of, of eating it. <laughs> so I have to come up with new, new ways to, to use it. Oh yeah. I love zucchini. Um, at Lunasa. It like, it feels like a, it's aligned with the energy of Lunasa, the fruit, the first fruits mm -hmm. and the greenery of that time of year. So, um, so I also love kitchen witchery because it, it's kind of like feng shui in the way that I love interweaving magic with things we're doing anyway. And also food is just so sacred. I mean, it, it nourishes us. It comes from the earth and we can forget that. And to have a practice that regularly reminds us, whoa, this is, 
This is a, this has magical properties. This, I love just even thinking about like the growing process of something. And it's mind boggling to think of the farmers and the people who picked it and the people who put it on the truck and drove it and then put it out in the grocery store. And then the sun and the rain and the soil. I mean, it's such a sacred mindfulness practice. It is. And it's one to completely connect you with the seasons. Yeah. You pay attention to how it actually evolved to your and came to your plate. Unfortunately, a, a lot of us have lost touch with our food. Yeah, um, most of us, I feel like. Yeah, a lot of people don't even cook anymore. They just grab and eat on the go and they're not even really paying attention to what they're putting into their mouth, into their bodies. And it's um, this dis- disconnect is causing all kinds of issues with health and weight and just well-being um when when we do take time to well let's say even have a garden and grow your own food and then you know what's in the food and what you're putting into it and your energy that you're fueling it with to create an an amazing thing that becomes a, a seed that grows into a plant that becomes a fruit that you pick and make into a meal to eat and empower yourself. Um, It is a magical process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it makes me think about how when people, they talk about those um, studies they've done where people have blessed water or talked to water nicely and like, um, or like plants, like the vibration of the water changes. I I love that. I love that. Um, And you're seeing it more and more, you know how you there's that thing where you have something in your mind and then you just see it uh-huh. I was I was thinking about that 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 was a a Japanese science scientist Dr. Oh, Masuro Umoto yeah Umoto who With was the water. Doing that. <laughs> and he got a lot of flack from it but I absolutely hmm. loved that idea and the other day um my son had some ramen and I was looking at the package reading it and it it said uh pour in the water and have happy thoughts. <laughs> I, I just love that. And, and then I thought on some tea I was making, it was yeah. talking about uh, uh, the thoughts that you have or are making the brew, are going into the brew. And then I was reading Nigel Palmer's Regenerative Grower's Guide for the Garden. It's a, it's a academic book. Mm-hmm. And in it, he was talking about we know so little about the, mm, we know so little about something about energy. And um, he was talking about as you stir the bucket from, it was just creating a garden amendment. As you stir the bucket, keep in mind what it's going to do to your garden, how you're gonna feed the plants, um, all of the nutrients you're going to gather. Keep in mind as you stir this, because your thoughts become part of the, of the mixture. And I always thought, oh my God, that's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that for interweaving our intentions and, in, you know, the benefits of the garden and the benefits of the healthy food, but also just the immediate benefits of this is your life. Live it consciously. If you're yeah. going to water, water, if you're going to eat, yeah. eat, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and anything that you create, anything that you're doing, any chore that you do, if you do it, um, absent-mindedly, it's going to get done, but it's not going to get done well. If you do it consciously, 
you're creating something, it's going to be going to be created well, and you're going to have a, a an art when you get done. Yeah. Whether it's cooking or or raking or doing laundry or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been thinking about this with herbal tea lately because I've noticed how sometimes I make herbal tea and then, and I love it. I just love it. I love the whole experience of it. Like oh, I'm smelling it and tasting, I'm thinking on of your the herbs. What's that? The steam on your face. Right. The yeah. Scent. The warmth of the cup, like that whole yeah. process. And then sometimes I make it and I'm like, Oh, I don't want it. And I think it, the mindfulness is the difference that tea herbal tea. It's not ice cream. It's not always going to be delicious. It's delicious when you bring your mindful presence to it. Right. I completely agree. When you connect with it, when you make that connection and, and, um, experience it as you're creating it, I think that really adds to, I actually, there's been a bunch of studies about how people enjoy their meal and how they, they, uh, consciously taste something and appreciate their food and part of it is whether they just stuff something in their mouth or whether they had to look at something read a label open a package take Mm -hmm. a bite slowing down the whole thing made them appreciate and taste and smell and engage all their senses and um they found there was a much greater satisfaction definitely there's so much to like I mean, as humans, we're overloaded, especially right now with so mm-hmm. much information and, and inputs from so many, <clears throat> all of our senses. And it's like, you can really tune out a lot of life <laughs> if you, if you want yeah. to, and just even making the um, conscious effort to be a little mindful about one little thing it's pretty amazing how life changes. Like it really mm-hmm. is magical, like how much you can notice and then um, how much you can tune out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. And how I've also heard about studies about how you digest better, you absorb nutrients yeah. better when you spend time with loved ones while you're eating yeah. or while you're eating mindfully. Um, it's really interesting. I mean, as a Virgo, I am kind of obsessed with digestion. It's an ongoing obsession for me. (laughs) And I do think that bringing conscious awareness to that, the eating process, to the food preparation process, to even like tuning into what I want to eat. It's, it really does make a difference Mm -hmm. in how I feel about like what I just ate and how it seems to be, how I seem to be assimilating it. On whether it's satisfying or not even. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just going to, oh, sorry, you can go. Oh, no, no, you go. Well, I was just going to ask Laurel, what are, since you mentioned being a Virgo, I'm curious, what, do you know what your sun, moon and rising signs are? Yes, I do. I'm cancer, cancer, Scorpio. Oh, Scorpio moon. Uh, Cancer sun, cancer moon and Scorpio rising. Oh, wonder with the food. (laughs) That's so cool. Scorpios love food. No cancers because it's a oh, cancer. It's oh. like it's such a mothering yeah, uh, yeah. sign. Definitely. It's like nourishment. Yeah, and I am a feeder, and I am a homebody. Um, yeah, and I don't like change. Um, but I do have a fascination with the mystical, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's where that Scorpio comes in. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, um, what did you have for breakfast? <laughs> it's early morning here. Oh, that's right. It is. How yeah. about this? How about what's a like a magical meal you had recently? Uh, a magical meal. Uh, yes. I'm trying to remember what I ate yesterday. <laughs> oh, I made some zucchini pancakes yesterday that were <gasps> really, really lovely. Speaking um, of zucchini. I, I can't, I can't eat wheat, but I have found that I can eat, um, einkorn flour, which is, einkorn is a wheat, but it's a primitive wheat. It only has mm. 12 chromosomes where the new hybridized wheat has 42. So it's very easy to, to digest. Mm. And um, wheat triggers uh, psoriasis symptoms and uh, arthritis symptoms in my body. Oh. And uh, einkorn does not. Oh, um, so, so zucchini and was there cinnamon? Did you have it with maple syrup? Tell uh, us more. No, no uh, I, I made them savory with uh, uh, shallots and um, uh, a a touch of nutmeg, um, and they were delicious. That sounds amazing. They they were really, really good. Was it like a potato pancake? Yeah, I instantly was thinking of like some vegan sour cream on there. I I did put some sour cream and Uh. it was uh, tasty. I am really hungry. For lunch, I used them. Uh, I uh, made a toasted cheese at lunchtime with, um, mm. with uh, mayonnaise and melted uh, cheese. It, yeah, they were really good. Classic. So where <laughs> did a lot of the recipes come from then? Is, are they your, have you been using them all your life? Uh, pretty much, yes. Um, I, I have an old file and I just pulled them out and put them in. I had a lot more that got taken out when the Wheel of the Year section. It was 100 pages and it got reduced to 30. Um, hmm. But uh, yeah, the, but that's okay. I'm using them for other things. Yeah, <laughs> but the, they do it's look the delicious. Book, yeah, you. and the book isn't 30 pages, just to be clear. It's a nice thick book. It's nice. a good reference book to have if you want yeah. to have the magical properties of food and then also a Wanna ton of delicious looking recipes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, uh, a lot of my research on, uh, gluten-free things is in here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I had to, uh, because of not eating wheat, I had to do so many experiments with, uh, different kinds of grains and what you could, and how you could make them and how they made mm-hmm. you feel. So when did you start to get into kitchen witchery? Was, did you already have a magical practice in general? And then you added that I- in or... Yes. As a young witch, I really concentrated on um, doing the whole new moon, full moon ritual thing. Mm-hmm. And I would look at all the energies present and write these elaborate rituals and buy the ingredients for them. And mm-hmm. sometime along the way, it would get lost, <laughs> you know, because it was just so much. And then I think it was about 2004, maybe. Um, I read a book by Deborah Blake about consciously bringing your practice to your everyday life mm. just by being there and paying attention and, and making the, the small moments sacred. And that really spoke to me. 
Is it called mm-hmm. Everyday Witchery or do you remember the title? I'll put it in the show. Notes. I, I think it might have been uh, The Goddess in the Details. Oh, that's right. I, okay. I've yeah. read all her books though. I really yeah. like her. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I think it was Goddess in the Details. Um, okay. But anyway, um, uh, I was also at that same time, I read, I was flying from, I think it was Arizona to to Portland and I read uh this magazine and in it this woman she happened to be Jewish and she was talking about baking bread for some holiday and she was talking about the processes how she set her feet and put her concentration mm. into the bread as she worked the dough mm-hmm. and that just really was inspiring uh-huh. and, doing that, and it made my whole I, my whole cooking process magical mm. Isn't it funny how one line in a book like mm-hmm. can yes. change your life? You're like, oh, this, yeah. this, I resonate with this. I totally, yeah. I, I've had those moments too, where like, I think of when I was inspired to read my first feng shui book, someone mentioned the book and I was like, oh, I'm going to read that. <laughs> it's like, it's I do that too. Those times when it's like something is pointing to, this is very mm-hmm. important. And you just know it like lights up for you. Yeah. And, and, even- and- if you pay attention, if you're present, those moments happen more and more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like what you're supposed to hear, it's like it gets lit up in a certain way and you just uh-huh. know that's yeah. what you're supposed to follow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, what, maybe could you give our listeners an idea of how to start? Like what would be a good way if someone's like, I just want to start kitchen witchery what, what would you recommend would be a good beginning practice for them? Uh, anything you make is great, but if you have never tried it before, I, I would start with making bread. Mm, making nice. bread is, is, everyone thinks it's difficult, but it is time consuming, but incredibly easy. And most yeah. bread recipes have five or four ingredients. All you need is, you know, a flour, a salt, a water, and a yeast. That's, that's all you need. Um, but it's very engaging because you watch it change as you need it. It changes structure and you can see that, um, you can feel it and it's, uh, it's just a great medium. Yeah, I agree. I love making bread. Mm-hmm. It's uh, well, I started making challah bread sometimes on holidays and, mm-hmm. um, some Fridays sometimes I want to do it more I wanted to start doing it every Friday but time gets away from me um but it is a very conscious like you have to be conscious with it Mm -hmm. like while you're kneading it and there I do you're right like because there's so few ingredients it almost like like I was talking about before takes away all the noise like all that distractions just like focusing on those and you feel really accomplished when you You do you're like I made this smells yeah. The way the house smells and, and how people respond when you present yeah. them a fresh loaf. Every yeah. time I have company now, I, I bake bread. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah, that's it, I, I do love that. Um, yeah. and, and they're very appreciative. Yeah. Well, there's something also magical about it in the way that the yeast is alive. Like you bring it to life and then it mm. populates the other mm-hmm. ingredients. And there's something about that alchemy that feels like this loaf of bread. I mean, I'm talking about actually pizza dough because I'm, I don't make bread, <laughs> but when I've made pizza dough, I've had that of like this pizza dough 
is unlike any other pizza dough. It's its own little, you know, it's colony. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, I love making pizza too. Um, it, and any time that you are engaging with the, with something where you're, you're working it with your muscles and you're watching it change and you're, I mean, that's alchemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Laurel. It was so nice to meet you. And can you tell people where um, they can find you in your book? Oh, it's everywhere. Uh, Llewellyn does a great job with that. Um, I, I believe it's only $19.99 at Llewellyn right now. They have it on oh, okay. special, um, but you can get it at any bookshop or, or um, Amazon even. Okay. And it's called, tell us the title one more time. Kitchen Witchery, Unlocking the Magic in Everyday Ingredients. By Laurel Woodward. And do you have a website or can people find uh, you on social media? Yeah. Yes, I'm I'm everywhere. And I'm at laurelwoodward.com. I have a blog called Liminal Landscapes. Oh, um, nice. I have a lot of recipes on there. And I just did one on bread making. Oh, oh. great. But there okay. are a bunch of recipes on there. Great. Cool. Well, thank you again, Laurel. Very nice to meet you. Thank you. you. Um, we stopped after the interview and had some food. Oh yeah, we did. We took a break and (laughs) ate and I remembered how much I like rice. Oh, I didn't mention that to you. Rice is great. I like, I love rice. I don't love brown rice. That's the thing. I usually only have brown rice, but this time I had white rice and it was delish. Hmm. I like both. I also like quinoa, which is part of what I had for my lunch. Apparently there's, um, there's arsenic in brown rice. There's like a small- I mean, I know I've heard a lot of like scary things about rice, <laughs> but I didn't know there was arsenic. Yeah. I, I, I've heard there's like bacteria. You've got to clean it, mm-hmm. like that it gets bad after a few days. Mm. I don't know, but I've. Yeah. Arsenic is apparently the big news in brown rice only. I mean, but not too much, I hope. Well, I don't know. My sister what? doesn't eat it for that reason, but. She also doesn't eat almost anything. So she's hmm. very healthy. Very, very, very healthy in terms of the food content. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it is time for the energy report. <laughs> she like tunes in every time there's a moment. Yeah. You guys can see her face, she's tuning in and then she even the song is sort of an energy report. <laughs> it is. I never know where it's gonna go. All right. So this week tuned into it and so the energy's a lot more flowy this week, which actually makes a lot of sense because um, you know, planets are out of retrograde now. All the planets are going forward. I thought there was one that was still retrograde until the twenty third. Is that not true? Could be. But definitely oh, okay. Venus and Mercury. Yeah, they're out of it. Yeah, Yeah. and you're honest. So maybe there's one. I didn't think so, but you could be right. Um, Either way, I don't look at the astrology. I look at the astrology after, or maybe sometimes I just know that's true. But um, how I saw this energy this week was like a river that was moving fast. Like, and also, you felt that too. You're yeah, I mean, head. this is aligning with, oh, the, really? with That's uh, practical magic. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels like, you know what? It feels like 
um the log cabin ride in Disneyland. Have you ever done that? The log cabin ride no, at Disneyland. The log ride. There's it's not a cabin. It's just a log ride. The log. Um, well, no, I don't know the log ride at Disneyland. Oh, it was my favorite ride every time. Is there something other than logs? Well, it's on the water. It's a water ride. Maybe so I you're did in the log ride. Lo- the log ride. Yeah. Maybe I did. I did it. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's like that. For those of you who haven't done it, I'm just like now wondering. Yeah, log ride. I love Disneyland. When did you used to go to it? Yeah, I mean, the last time I went, it was like maybe my 37th birthday. Oh, when we still lived in LA, and I was so excited and happy. You know what? Why you were confused? I think it's at Knott's Berry Farm. Oh yeah, no, I've never been there. Mm, yeah, I saw my first concert there. I saw the oh, what was it? The monkeys. Ah, oh, the monkeys. Yeah, it was. I loved the monkeys so much when I was seven. Oh my god, I loved them. I They're remember very cute. their I, songs are good. Really high quality good songwriting. Song. Yeah, I remember walking down the stairs when I was seven and hearing my mom say, "Well, don't tell her that it's happening." And I was like, "Don't tell me what." And they were like, Ugh. The monkeys are coming because they didn't want me to know that. <laughs> like, then and then have, you insisted and yeah. you got to go. Well, my oh, sister yeah. took me. She was, yeah, if she hadn't been there, I don't know what would have happened. <laughs> but it was great. Anyway, I think there was one missing. I don't think Davy was there, who was my favorite. But Yeah. Yeah. I, I've really gone gone off the rails here. Gone off the log <laughs> ride rails. But anyway, so the point is, it's like that ride where you're like, whoo, this feels good. I'm moving along. Woo. And then maybe it's like, woo, this is a little faster than I wanted to go. Oh. Yeah. So it could be some of that happening. But for the most part, I'm going to say it's like really easy to go with the flow. It's like, and and I do want to say, if you're working on manifesting something specifically, write it down because that helps ground it into reality. Like whatever, when I say reality, I mean like earth-based reality. <laughs> Like that, I have to define that. Um, <laughs> earth-based reality. And that way it can, when when the energy's moving, it's like, oh, yeah, I know exactly where I'm going. Ooh, I'm going to this thing that you want. You know, I'm going to this energy that you want to bring out more of. So think of the essence of what it is you want to bring in. Or you can get specific if you want. But just write it down because that'll help. The other thing is if you feel like, oh, God, things are moving faster than I want, Remember that you don't have to move with it as fast. Like take a breath. Like for instance, let's say you're getting, someone asks you to do something. Instead of instantly saying yes, like take a minute. You don't have to say yes to everything. You can take a minute before you respond. Or if something, maybe somebody, let's say, is mad. Instead of responding right away, take a breath and see. Because it also feels like, old things patterns that aren't working are getting flushed away too like easier than they would have and so like maybe if you calm down a minute before you respond it helps it to move out quicker Mm -hmm. so those are my two suggestions this week pause when you need to and also if you're inspired to be manifesting then write it down yeah Um, i was gonna say one more thing about like 
Oh, just rest. Like if you are feeling like, ooh, this is a lot, like make sure you're also taking time to rest. But it does feel very flowy. Yeah. So that's it. There you have it. Okay. So now it's time for Practical Magic. So yeah, really, this is kind of the same deal from another angle. Because when I tuned in, well, today, for example, I felt like doing not just the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, but also the lesser invoking ritual Ah. of the pentagram. So first you clear with the lesser banishing, and then with the invoking, you bring the energy down. You bring energy down from the cosmos to man- consciously manifest. Is there anywhere that people can watch this ritual to do it Well, themselves? yeah, I think there are people on YouTube. I can't attest to any of them because I'm more of a reader with okay. stuff like this. And so, but I can say that Damien Eccles' book, High Magic, is, to me, that is the best description I have found of how to do both of these rituals. And I think um, actually Amanda Garcia Yates, now that I'm thinking about it, she wrote the uh, memoir Initiated. I think she has a YouTube um, video of it where she goes through Oh, okay. I'll look it up. What is it? What's her name? Amanda Garcia Yates. Okay. She's the Oracle of LA. That's what her um, Instagram is. Her name sounds very familiar to me. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So when I tuned in, I was thinking, oh, yeah, like more because the moon is waxing. It's not the full moon this week, but it will be the following week. And um, so the energy, the momentum, momentum was a definite word that I was tuning into. Energetic momentum is building. And I was feeling like I personally want to work even more with that lesser invoking ritual mm. of the pentagram, which you could do that. And and actually the stabilizing, it's very stabilizing, the, the lesser banishing ritual and the lesser invoking ritual, because you know, you draw upon the elements, you create sacred space with the circle. Mm-hmm. There's uh, pentagrams involved at the four uh, cardinal points. So it does like what you were saying with you don't have to get carried away. You know, you can take a moment. I feel like that kind of builds that in. Like here's all of this energy coming down from the cosmos. And we're now we're creating a structure that mm. stabilizes it. And that then we can use that structure to consciously um manifest Direct what we want to create mm-hmm. yeah so you don't have to do that exact thing but i was tuning into something where you consciously call in energy and then direct it toward manifesting mm. so feeling the feeling of what you want to bring in mm-hmm. feeling gratitude for it invoking maybe you could invoke angels you could invoke uh, ancestors guides just the divine or you could call on the elements find a practice i think it will be good though to find a practice that you can do regularly for the next i mean i i would say until the full moon Mm. which i think is on it's on the uh, 16th yeah it is yeah so if you could have some kind of continuity and some kind of structure mm-hmm. um, in your daily meditation, magical hygiene practice, where you also ground in the earth, connect to the cosmos, and then set a clear intention. I love it. It really is very aligned. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okie dokie. Well, before we pick our cards for the week... Um, you can find me at Highest Light Healing on Instagram and Facebook and on my website, which I am starting to add new things to. I'm going to do a whole redo. Redo? Yeah. 
Okay. The redo-all. A redo-all of it. I'm excited about it. I am getting a lot of information coming in, so. And where can we find you? Oh, did I already you- say? Yeah, highestlighthealing.com. Go ahead. You can find me at TessWhitehurst.com, and that's where you can uh, schedule a feng shui consultation, Akasha Clearing, and then find a bunch of stuff like spells, rituals, guided meditations. You can also find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. Great. Okay, I am, oh, wow, perfect. I am drawing from. The Spirit Animal Oracle Deck by Colette Baron reed And believe it or not, I have never picked this card, but it's the Cat Spirit. Ooh. Yes. Oh, I love that picture. Me too. And it's called Claim Your Independence. Yeah. So let's see what this has to say here. Okay. Oracle message, when cat spirit meows, she's calling you to claim your independence and allow for some space between you and others in your life. The only way the only way you can grow in all your relationships now is to have healthy a healthy sense of self-respect and self-worth. When you walk with dignity, when knowing who you are, self-aware and willing to grow, trusting the value you bring, the world will mirror all this back to you in kind. When you say no to codependency and enmeshment, live and let live and practice taking risks as you wander into new territory for you, Cat Spirit rejoices. She is here to urge you to let your independent spirit roam free. Yeah, so that's kind of in alignment with the narcissist messages we were talking about. Yeah, check in with yourself, your inner self-worth. And, and it, taking a moment and breath, too, exactly. like in the energy report. Yes. Yeah. I love that. That's powerful. Yeah. Okay. What you Okay. Got? So so I drew Give Birth from Ooh. Cosmic Dancer Oracle, which is one of those cards that's like, I work with Cosmic Dancer Oracle a lot, but this card very rarely have I drawn. And I've and never drawn this card. It's so interesting. It's yeah. like, it is a lot of new fresh yes. energy right now. Yes. Um, Okay, so I'm going to read a little from this card description. Okay. Can you feel it? In this very moment, you are blooming with creative potential. You are called to bring great things into being. The divine feminine force of creation is flowing powerfully through you. Be open to this cosmic energy that constantly inundates the universe, awakening new life and bringing the formless into form. Mm. Deep within you, ideas and inspirations are incubating, preparing for the moment when they will burst forth into the tangible world. Indeed, you are an immaculate vessel containing the fertile codes of creation and your projects and endeavors are expressions of the great cosmic dance of creation itself. Look at that. Just like the both of our reports. Yeah, lots of lots of energy coming through. So as magicians, as magical people, we got to anchor that. We got to ch- channel that and yes. be intentional with it. Yes. Um. Very quickly, I also just want to say that this is the month of Adar in Jewish, um, Ooh. in Judaism. Yeah, and it's like a very special month. And one of the things, actually, our past guest, Rebecca, I forget her last name now. Rebecca oh, yeah. Arav. Yeah, Rebecca Arab. Um, I have her planner, and I just want to really quickly say that it says in here, 
Eight, it's called Adar One, often it says often referred to as May Uberet, pregnant, offers us the opportunity to feel into our own divine pacing as we attend to this arrival of increased joy. So, well, that's like in bulk too, oh, which yeah. is the first day of uh, February. February and is aligned with the goddess Breed, who oh. is also aligned with birth. Oh, that is. I love that. All right, everybody. Enjoy it. Have a great week. Sending love. I've really gone gone off the rails here.